Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. James Francis Bryan, Iowa. Sheldon Willis, lot of gaming commission. Francois Pina, captain of the league. Me, sir? I don't know who I am! I'm Vonis. I'm a Texas Ranger. I am a traveler in both time and space. Impersonating practically anybody. I need to write their Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Sine Waves, your favourite podcast about all things Matt Damon, the peaks and valleys of his career and Hollywood in general. I am your host Hannah, with me as always is my friend Sean. Hello. And this week we've got a fucking movie. This is a movie. (laughs) This is potentially our lowest rated movie on the list. Really? Yeah I think so. This is 30. How? Because people hate this movie. This is 37% in Rotten Tomatoes. Spoiler alert, gang. I loved this movie. I knew he would. I knew he would. The minute I started it, I was like, this is Sean Coded. Everything about this, he'll love. Yeah, um, and I did. He did. <laughs> uh, he did have to watch it twice because he Yes, got I did. I was watching this last night um, after like working during the day and my brain just melted. Simply and I gave could, out. I could not gave out. force myself to finish it. Um, of course, we're talking about the 2005 film... The Brothers Grimm, starring Matt Damon, uh, uh, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, Peter Le- Stormare. <laughs> I want to talk about Peter Stormare in this movie. Uh, Lena Healy, <laughs> yeah. uh, Monica Butinelli. I think it's her name. Sure, She's the, the the witch. The witch. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Price. Um, oh, Jonathan Price as well. A lot of uh, a lot, a lot of, of dudes. A lot of performances in this film. <laughs> Gang, this movie is like. <laughs> I, I can't describe it like yeah. it is the stills are lo- like it, I'll give it this great production design oh yeah absolutely oh, yeah. yeah 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 I don't know the Oscar I don't know about that no I, in 2005 yep. I feel like there were some really great movies in 2005 yeah there was this is one of them I'm gonna google what the 2005 production Oscars were okay uh, you talk about the movie a little bit. You, you yeah, so, the- so if you didn't follow it, we're watching all of Matt Damon's movies. Uh, this is episode like 32, I think. 30, yeah. 30, 30 something, depending on how you count our Christmas special and our bonus episodes or whatever. So if you're just jumping on now, welcome. Uh, this is a wild one to jump on to. Listen, you gotta... Shout out to, uh, is it Boardman, Oregon? Where apparently most of our listener base is. Yeah, Shout out to you guys. On? What's up going on? What's going right. on? I guess they just love Matt Damon out there. Uh, hey, I understand. Yeah. This movie was directed by uh, Terry Gilliam. A... A Sean man, I feel. A master of his craft. Have you ever seen Time Bandits? I think so. It's not the one really scary one with the, like, the small people. Yeah. The little... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking loved that film when I was a kid. That scared me. I didn't like it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, There was was something else that stood out here as well. Oh, yeah, Fear and Loathing. He did Fear and Loathing as well. A movie I have never watched because I know I won't like it. You gotta watch it, though. Don't wanna? You gotta watch it, though. I Uh, I find that really manic, um, like, what's his name? The guy who who wrote Fear and Loathing? It was uh, Hunter S. Thompson. I find his... I, this is going to sound bizarre. I find men who think of Hunter S. Thompson is the best writer ever uh, her like the most annoying people in the world. Nice. Who like badly quote and try and mimic his style and, and quote that movie just to be like mm-hmm. infuriating. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should start doing that. I actually like, no. <laughs> uh, he also did The Man Who, Dil- Who Killed Don Quixote in 2018, which stars uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, Jonathan Price and Adam Driver. Oh, I saw ads for that movie. So, do you want to? Are we looking at the best art direction Oscars? Is that the one we want to look? I for? was thinking 
production design? Is that new? That's new. Okay, sure. So your art direction. Yeah. Art direction it was Good Night and Good Luck, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh, okay. King Kong. All right. Pride sure, and Prejudice. Jackson. Okay. Which is like, that movie, they loved the, the you know, costumes mm-hmm. and stuff. And the winner was Memor- Memoirs of a Geisha. Oh, Memoirs of a Geisha? Geisha, yeah. None of them hold a fucking candle to this movie, let me tell you. Oh, let's see. Let's look at the The cost- production design on this movie is insane as well. Not only is it great, it's fucking bonkers. The costume design, Memoirs of a Geisha. Geisha. Geisha won. Also was nominated was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. Mr. Uh, Henderson Presents, Pride and Prejudice, and Walk the Line. Sure. Walk the Line does look great. The costumes are great in that movie. Right. Because they're like, it's all 60s stuff. Are they as good as this, though? I mean, this one, uh, for visual effects, it was King Kong 1. Okay. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Okay. And War oh, of the Worlds was not. Oh, fucking. That's one of your movies, mm-hmm. right? That's one of the ones you thought was real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do love my Alien 9-11. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, we're talking about... Um, the Brothers Grimm. The Brothers Grimm. A movie that uh, Matt... It's their first time watching Heath Ledger in any yes, movie. Very who great. is unrecognisable in this role. Uh, when he took off the glasses, I was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, it's Heath. But I, I f- honestly did not... It did not register in my brain that that was him. Have you seen many Heath movies? No. Have you seen 10 Things I Hate About You? No. Oh yeah? Oh. Oh. <laughs> it stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh-huh. Heath. Yeah fucking Nikki from oh, Julius Stiles nice. like one of the it has, strangely has like a load of like Christopher Nolan's like guys hell it? yeah nice uh, besides um, Julius Stiles I think everyone else like who's a main character in that movie has been a Christopher uh, in a Christopher Nolan film hell yeah including um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like squeaky nerdy friend who I think becomes like one of the main scientists in Oppenheimer what the fuck yeah it's Damn. Just, it's strangely <laughs> one of those movies that like Everyone in it has gone on to have, like, a very, like, good career. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, this guy. This guy that everyone's like, he should have been nominated for an Oscar. Oh, that guy, yeah. yeah. that guy. He's, like, Hell a yeah. child in it. He's, like, one of the child actors in it. Cute. I think, really, this is the movie how Matt Damon gets to know Christopher Nolan. Or it's either how... Well, how is Christopher Nolan involved in this at because all? Because it's either how... Matt got to know Christopher Nolan or I think it's maybe how Heath got to know Christopher Nolan again where does Christopher Nolan come into this I don't know but the fact that both of them nearly got to be in The Dark Knight and that's around when this was being filmed sure because like Matt was meant yeah, to yeah it re- might have been like on set or something like yeah, that yeah I don't yeah. know I just have a feeling it's the fact that like they get on so well in this Heath mm. and Matt are great in this by the way oh they're fucking amazing in this and then Matt's offered Scarecrow and turns it down, but mm. Heath becomes Joker. The Joko. The Joke. Don't. <laughs> that's the Jared Leto Joker. Don't put disrespect on his name. We're going to have a lot to talk about with the production of this movie yeah. when, when we get there. Because, listen, there was some fighting on set. Uh huh. Uh huh. Them Weinsteins. Them Weinsteins. <laughs> um, so, yes, we will. Before we get there, we're going to talk about our media section because. Um, we're too busy, or mm-hmm. we have to do media at yeah. this stage. Hey, Sean. Yeah? What's going on in comics this week? I actually have comics to talk about this Yay! week, because all the ones that were meant to be last week were delayed to now. So, four comics this week, Oh, I Jesus, believe. that's a lot. Yeah. First up, Resurrection of Magneto. Um, oh, they didn't kill him? They did kill him. Oh, good. He died during Judgment Day. 
Fuck that shit. <laughs> One of the Eternals got him. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, yeah, Storm is going on a fucking psychedelic trip through the afterlife to try and get him back into fucking rocks. Um, not gonna talk about that one too much, because I honestly don't know what I would say about it. It's great. Al Ewing, cool guy. One of your dudes. One of my guys. Mm-hmm. Um, also out this week, another one that I'm not gonna talk about much. Tenement, number eight. Pretty sure I know what's happening now. Oh, great. Pretty, I think, maybe. How many is left in that? Two. Didn't, uh, is Tenement, no, there's the other one that's like Damn the Mall or whatever that you thought there was. That, that is also out this week. Okay. Uh, Damn the Mall number 12 is out this week, which was the final. Good. Issue. Yeah, real good. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun little 12 um, issue series. They, I, I am going to the Tenant. If they do bring Tenant back into Irish cinemas, yes, I'm fucking when? going. It is happening, right? It is. I, don't, I think it might just be in American cinemas they're bringing it back. Sure. But I'm going. Uh, the, the, the people who hate Tenant, I understand. But also, it's a temporal pincer. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how much I like Tenet for the meme or how sure. much I actually... Because I didn't... Did you see it in cinema? I have never seen it. Uh, it's, it's a time. It's So you, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those, if you, if you like what Christopher is cooking... Sure. You have a great... It's the most Christopher Nolan movie to ever exist. Yeah. I saw someone say that's like, it's just him showboating for two and a half hours. And He's like, earned it. And I'm like, do you know what? Yeah, yeah. let him. <laughs> if the next movie he made then is like Oppenheimer and he hopefully will win an Oscar finally for it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, speaking of showboating. Yeah. Uh, also out this week was Hellblazer, Dead in America. Written My by the, boy is back. Written by the same guy who wrote um, Down the Mall, right? Yes, Cy Spurrier. What? Uh, yeah. So... This is a follow-up to his 2019 Hellblazer series. Can I ask a really basic question? Yes. What the fuck is Hellblazer? Uh, John Constantine, or Constantine if you're Oh, American. yeah, it's that guy. It's that guy, yeah. yeah. He is a magician, uh, a con man, and kind of an all-around bastard. Uh, and the comic just kind of follows his, his, com- his comings and goings, his dealings with, like, fucked up magic shit. Yeah. Um, and... It started, he was created by Alan Moore in like Swamp Thing, and then he got his own series in like the 90s. Then Keanu Reeves played him. And Keanu Reeves played him, yeah. A terrible Uh, movie from what I've heard. It's alright, it's fine. It's it's okay. Shia LaBeouf is in it. Don't like that? Yeah. Is he a kid actor or like an adult? He's like maybe late teens. Yeah. So when Shia was being like Spielberg had been like, Shia, you're my new guy. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And Um, And then Shia fucked that relationship up. Yeah. There was a 300-issue series of Hellblazer from the 90s up to, like, the 2010s. Yeah. Then it got cancelled because DC rebooted... Oh, so the New the, 52? The New 52 happened and Hellblazer got uh, cancelled. Wait, so they cancelled something that had been going on for three decades and I presume was quite popular just yep. because it didn't fit in with the new... And then they had a new version of it in the New 52 yeah. that everybody hated. Because it's bad. Because it's bad. Yeah. Then they had a second version of it during one of their post-New 52 relaunches, which was better but not great. Then they had another new version of it that was shit again. And then Cy uh, <laughs> Spurrier comes in and is like, I'm just going to write like a series of this. Like, Yeah, just give me of, like six issues just to see if I can do something. Not even that. He was like, I've, I'm bringing this back. Okay. I'm, I'm making this a thing. Okay. Uh, the first six issues comes out, fucking massively successful. Yeah. Like, DC's uh, like, oh, okay, maybe we've, well, yeah. Sells great. Um, like, 
critically reviewed, fucking amazing. They fucking cancel it, don't they? They cancel it at 12 issues because of COVID. Oh, because of the paper shortage? Yeah. Why didn't they cancel whatever the fuck, like, Red Hood's doing at the moment or whatever? Because it's easier to cancel a series that's kind of off to the side and doing its own thing than something that's tied in with other shit. Yeah, because then Um, it fucks over the plot, the year plans or whatever. The year plans that they definitely have. You don't think they have plans for, like... (laughs) I think they have a vague structure that will change at a fucking moment's notice. I think they haven't had a proper plan for a very long time. DC and Marvel or just DC? Uh, yes. See, Marvel is Marvel is different because Marvel has like a load of different offices working on shit. Okay. Like the X-Men office is basically separate from the rest of Marvel. Gotcha. Like there's an Avengers office. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, DC doesn't really work like that and DC have been... They're not the- doing good, it's my impression, comics wise. No comics are really doing good. Really? The industry has not recovered from the 90s yet. No, but um, I mean, like, in terms of, like, no one's out there being, like, you gotta read this DC thing besides yeah. Hellblazer. Yeah. Like, besides that, like, you don't hear anything being, like, this is a really good run, which you hear with... Uh, Ram V's Detective Comics at the moment is fucking incredible, but I stopped reading it because they gave me a good jumping off point and I took it. Um, but... Now Hellblazer is back. So you're back on the DC so I'm, train. I'm back on the DC train. The setup for this series is fucking wild. Yeah. So at the end of the first like 12 issue Hellblazer series that Spurrier did, uh, Constantine dies. Scale issue. But he has got like a uh, like contingency plan set up such that if he does die, yeah. he can just yee his soul back into his body and be fine. Okay. Except it doesn't quite work. Okay. So he is still in his body. He is still moving around and shit. But his body is dead and decomposing. (laughs) So he's like, alright. I've pissed off some powerful people here in England. And I really need help. And nobody here is going to help me because they all hate me. So he's like, I need a bounce, buddy. Exactly. Yeah, he's like, I'm fucking off to America. So he can go hook up with his old bud Swamp Thing. Cool. He's gonna, he's gonna help him out. Yeah. And he, he heads on down to the bayou to visit Swamp oh, Thing. Oh, so this is just made for you. Yeah, he heads on down to the bayou, out to Swamp Thing's like little, um, little like nature haven thing. Yeah. And he finds it's been bulldozed and a golf park has been... No, my <laughs> a nemesis! Golf, a golf course has been built on it. I hate golf uh, And that's how the issue ends. <laughs> um, I just had a thought there when we were talking about it. Do you think yeah. it got cancelled because of COVID? Do you think that they knew how long the Rona would have lasted and they would have cancelled it? Because like, I can see them cancelling it if they thought it's like, okay, we can bring it back in eight months' time. Or do you think they were like, yeah, it's kind of convenient for us to cancel it if it's like for four years or whatever. How long they have cancelled it for? So everything that Spurrier has said was that he had one more arc planned after the one that was cancelled. Okay. And which is the one he's getting now. Okay. Um, so it doesn't seem like he's like really angry at DC. Oh, but... he was real. That's why Damn Them All exists. Okay. Um, his next series at DC was like a, a little Suicide Squad series. Yeah. And it was all about um, people having their endings stolen from them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was also great but yeah uh, Hellblazer is good I liked it a lot it's one of those if it wasn't good I'd actually be worried for you not worried for you but I'd be like <laughs> yeah 
I feel like oh, I feel really bad for Sean because he's mm. been looking for, like you've been talking about this for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been so excited for this because this is something that like it was announced a couple of months ago, but even before that, anytime Spurrier was like, I have a big announcement to make, everybody's been like, it's Hellblazer. He's bringing it back. He got, he, he's bringing it back. And yeah. then he did. And then and he it did. Was great. Yeah, and it was great. Another thing that was great is, and this is a slightly different feel for our normal things we're going to talk about, twist. Hannah's very into fashion. It's yeah. Paris Fashion Week at oh, the moment. Oh shit, really? Have you seen the Mesa Margiela? Um, I have seen nothing from this. So they did this like so Paris Fashion Week is like caricature fashion. I I love I really like the like artistry of fashion. I'm never going to own any of these clothes. I'm never mm-hmm. going to fit into it. The art design's fucking cool. They did this like the best way I can describe it. It feels like something out of like a bloodborne. Okay, sure. So, like, when did the Christie close the show? Yo. Oh, I did see that, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking unhinged. Yeah. It's, like, this gorgeous... It's, like, they've got, like, like makeup applied so they look like porcelain dolls. Yeah, so they're, like, shiny. Graph, like, it's insane. So well done. The pleating on... Look at this. This is, a, like, a suit pleating. It looks like... That's fucking crazy. It's so impressive. Yeah. Like, they look like little ghost... Like, creepy. <laughs> like little Victorian ghosts. They look like something out of Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah like they do. It, it's the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. It's so fucking cool. They have these like porcelain kind of leather. Um, like that's leather. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like. It looks like they're wearing like a little. Look at them. They're cool. It's awesome. <laughs> I look at. We'll Google it. Oh, check it out. <laughs> look at this creepy ass Dorothy look. Oh, I don't like that. It's so scary. <laughs> it's great. Hell yeah. I love I love fashion. Yeah, I love. Um, shout out to the uh, uh, Scaparelli. I think that's the the look as well. That was going to be like I'll pick I'll choose this one to talk about this week. But then I got fucking bulldozed with the Maison Marigella collection. Look how <laughs> look how good the big. It looks like a little French Marie Antoinette murder creature. They like they can't be able to actually move their faces under that, right? Oh, it's makeup. Yeah, they could. It's just white makeup. But the no, I. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> Sounds like dislike. It feels wrong. It's just you know that they've put white make they've put white foundation down all over their faces, and then they've added color to make it look like a face. Sure, but it's like blended really well. So I say it's a really like fine layer of white foundation, so they okay. can still move and stuff. Because it doesn't look cakey or anything. It just looks. Mm. It looks like a little like porcelain mask. Yeah, it looks like they've had like varnish put over them or something. Yeah. Because, like, the fact you can still see their, like, their nose dents and stuff and, like, sure. their eyelash, like, their um, eyebrow creases and stuff. I mean, sure. it's... Yeah. That's one for the girls. I love... <laughs> Speaking of girls... Solid. Yeah. Here we are again. I'm, I'm liking. I'm feeling Girl Season Two a lot more than Girl Season One. That's good. In this episode, um, Hannah gets a job as a freelance writer. Oh God! At like some magazine, some shitty website. Okay. Uh, but they're offering her two hundred bucks an article, and I'm like, oh, what? That job doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> See, the thing is, right? If it's two hundred bucks an article, and she's getting mm-hmm. like an article a month. 
They say that she can basically just write whenever she wants for them. That doesn't... Yeah, I don't yeah. believe that. But, like, yeah. I don't know. I guess that's um, the thing with it is, like, if it's 200 books, but they're only going to publish... However, I, I feel like that, that cannot be as good as she is saying it. can't be. No. no. Um, but for her first article, she decides she's going to go and do a load of cocaine and see what happens. Okay, that's great. Yeah. That's it's, funny. It's pretty funny. Um, so she goes and, like, buys... <laughs> she goes to talks to uh, Marnie, no, Jessa and Shoshana because she assumes that they know where to get cocaine. Shoshana uh, does not know where to get cocaine. Uh, Shoshana's just there. Yeah. Like, um, but Shoshana's like, yeah, you know, the guy on the first floor who's always hanging out by the mailbox, he's a junkie. He can probably hook you up. And she gets there and like knocks on the door and like hangs out in his apartment for a bit. And he's like, he assumes that she's coming on to him. And he's been like off drugs for a long time. No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she she does successfully get him to go and buy cocaine for her. Oh no! Don't uh, make a man relapse. He doesn't relapse. Good for him. He doesn't relapse. In fairness to him, um, then it's her and her uh, gay roommate. It's kind of like hitting the town off their tits on cocaine. It's pretty good. She finds out that he banged Marnie. He is not happy about that. She's not happy or he's not She's happy. not happy. Yeah, well, yeah. get fucked, Hannah. Um, it yeah. seems that like you feel a lot more positive on this season than mm-hmm. last season. Yeah, absolutely. This, it's funnier. It's just better written. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe it like... But also I feel like the, the, the changing of the status quo of like the girls are all slightly like... They've all fallen out a little bit or they're all kind of... Yeah. That like extra step... Because I felt like they were in a weird stashes for like a lot of season one for what you've, you know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Season two, episode three. Not as good as season two, episode one, but still solid. Well, there's not enough Shoshana for you. Exactly. Yeah. God, Shoshana's so funny. <laughs> uh, obviously, the algorithm's starting to learn that we've been talking about girls or whatever. So I sometimes get Shoshana reels oh, on really? Instagram. Nice. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't, I've also like Googled girls on my phone. So like, you know, it makes yeah. sense why it's happening. But um, Shoshana's great. Yeah. Another thing that was great. Oh, I was saying to Sean before we started to record today that I was, I, it was so giddy like two nights ago and I didn't sleep well I was giddy mm-hmm. because I was binge watching the traders. <laughs> ah I finished the traders. the final aired yesterday okay nice my little boy Harry he did it he did he, it he did it but he is now super fucking cancelled Harry really yeah um, so basically if you haven't watched the traders or you haven't listened to our previous episode what the traders is like 22 people go onto this like Scottish castle and it's over like 12 episodes each night, they basically, like, there's three people, or however many people who are, like, traitors. Every kind of night, they get to banish somebody from the game um, by, like, you know, murdering them or whatever, kicking them out of the game. And all the other contestants, they do, like, a round table each night and, like, vote out another player. So two people go every night. It's kind of, it's based on the game, like, Salem, I guess, yeah. or whatever. But... The last time I talked about it, when I had... I think I was about halfway through the last time. I think I got, so, yeah. I, that I watched, sounds about right. I watched so much of it nice. this week. Because it, it ended, I was like, I'm going to start to get spoiled. So you got you to gotta get it I done. Just, I, just, I just finished it. I watched like yeah. six hours of it in the last like two days. Fucking Harry. Like, I saw someone say it's like a Scarface level. Oh, like, really? It's insane.
basically he's just like Is he the one who's pretending to be dumb? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um so the original traitors are were like Harry, this guy Paul, who my mother fucking despised. Okay. Paul has been described to me I read this on Twitter and I'm like, oh my god, this is right. Paul played it the entire time like he was a panto villain. <laughs> he kept putting himself into like the line of fire. He was like voted the most popular guy in the show. And he just kept doing stuff that was really fucking suspect. So by like episode eight, he gets basically found out. He gets banned. He, the, tra- the faithful banish him after banishing like two other traitors. Like there's like another traitor, Miles, that like Paul throws under the bus. So as Miles is getting, getting sent off, he's like, Paul's suspicious, guys. Sure. If I'm a traitor, Paul's a traitor, or something like that. Then all the contestants are like, maybe Paul, maybe Paul is bad. <laughs> that night, so when they're down to two f- traitors, they get told by production, you're actually allowed, when you're down to two, you're allowed to recruit another um, traitor. Oh, okay, sure. So they recruit this guy, Andrew, who's like really good friends with Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul says to his face, We're only ha- we've only recruited you to make you a patsy. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's like, what the fuck? <laughs> the next yeah. episode, Andrew and Harry team up together, get rid of Paul. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then they like choose to not murder anyone that night. They do a challenge night nine, I think. Yeah, I think it's night nine. And Harry gets a shield. And if you've a, you've a shield, um, the traitors can't kill you. Okay. But he keeps it hidden from the rest of the like every all the other players. Sure. So when they get to do the bat, the like murder or recruit because they're down to two again, mm-hmm. he's like, "We won't kill anybody tonight. We'll recruit another guy, and then I'll turn up in the morning saying I have the shield. They must have tried to kill me." The traitor. So he's trying to pretend to everybody that he's a faithful. Okay. And every, and Andrew's like, this isn't going to work, Harry. It fucking worked. <laughs> it worked. Uh, what's the mechanic? So... If you have a shield... Yeah. You can't... If the, And the, murder, the traitors pick you. Yeah. It doesn't work. They can't kill you. Okay, it's, but then... How does him having the shield imply that they tried to kill him? Because no... They recruited someone that night then. They recruited a third traitor. Yeah. So they know that, like, if no one gets murdered, a recruitment has happened. Or someone hasn't been... Someone with oh, the shield. Okay, sure, yeah. sure. Okay. So he I like just plays it off and he's like, I have the shield, they must have tried to kill me. Yeah. There must only be two tra- like there's only like two traitors left. There's actually three traitors left. Because they recruit another guy to make a patsy, a guy called Ross. <laughs> okay. Who another twist, one of the other contestants was Ross's mum. <laughs> <laughs> Ross asked Harry to his face Jesus Christ. Why did you kill Diane? And she was like, had to go, didn't she? Like she was being too suspicious, so Ross is like, "I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him for killing my mom." <laughs> Ross is so suspicious he gets banished the next episode. Jesus Christ! So the, so the, all the faithful are like, "We're down. There's only like, there's only one traitor left." We're like, "Good. We just need to find the last traitor." We have two episodes left. We're getting good. And Harry and Andrew are just looking at each other, being like, "You're fucking. I'm. I'm gonna stab you in the back because I want the. I want the money. Because how it works is, if there's a trader left over at the end, the traders get all the money. But if oh, the, okay, but sure. if there's faith, if it's just the faithfuls, the faithfuls get to like split it between them. Sure. Now a character I have not mentioned so far has been Molly. Molly, God bless her, has such a crush on Harry. Oh really? She, like, turns to him. She's like, I know you're 100% faithful. I hope it's just you and me by the end of it. And you're like, well, you know, you're getting gaslit. Like, 
he's either gay or has a girlfriend literally his hair is so greasy and he's just like i feel so bad because like molly and i do really get on and like obviously i want to win the money but like i know she's gonna like be really upset about the whole thing and you're like maybe harry will be a good guy in the end mm-hmm. we get down to the, to the last episode there's five people left there's harry Andrew, Molly, a guy called Jazz, who's like the only person who's been suspicious of Harry the entire show. Like week four, like gay ep- yeah, episode four, he's like kind of weird that Harry keeps finding out who all the traitors are, but he's never been targeted. I wonder wonder why that is. Um, <laughs> I wonder why it could possibly be. Yeah, all this stuff. Uh, and then uh, a woman called Evie, who's very good and very nice, but just mm. like Molly and Evie never kind of go after anybody, so they've been let kind of live up until this stage. <laughs> okay. Because that's just what you do. You, yeah. you you get rid of the people that are like accused. Causing problems, yeah. yeah. But the, the previous episode, Evie kind of stood up for herself and helped get another player banished who was mm-hmm. faithful. So she's like, guys, I understand that I've been wicked suspicious. I am faithful. Banish me, please, if you want. Like, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. Banish Evie. Mm-hmm. So we're down to Jazz, Molly, um, Andrew, and... Uh, Harry. Harry and Molly go off into one room because they like have a break between this before the final Mm -hmm. kind of banishment. And they go, and she's like, I think Andrew's a traitor. I think he's being really suspicious. And Harry's like, 100% I'll back you if you accuse him. Andrew and Jazz go into the room and Andrew's like, Harry's being wicked suspicious. I think he's a traitor. (laughs) And Jazz is like, I've thought this as well. I've had a conversation with Harry. I've got a kind of, I've got my mind settled. And he's like, they go to cut to an interview with Jazz and Jazz is like, Andrew's definitely a traitor. So is he trying to throw Harry under the bus or is Harry a traitor as well? And it's just yeah. traitors being traitors and keep stabbing each other in the back. Because all the way through, whenever a traitor goes, it's because another traitor throws them under the bus. We get to the final four and they just change the rules slightly where they can choose to either accept everyone who's there or they can vote to do another banishment. Mm. They vote to do another banishment one person votes to do another banishment. They all have to do a banishment. They go around. Everybody votes to do a banishment. And it goes down to it's like... Andrew's like, Harry's a fucking traitor. Harry's like, you're just saying that because you're trying to... Throw, like, you're a traitor, obviously, Andrew. Those other three vote Andrew out. Andrew's gone. Andrew's a traitor. Cool. Yeah. So they all think we've gotten rid of all the traitors. And then it cuts to, like, Jazz, I think. Jazz is like, but what if... What if Harry is a traitor had the shield, recruited someone yeah, else as a pack. Has he figured figures everything it out. out, yeah. Molly's just like, oh no, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. Molly votes to like just accept all three of them. Harry votes to accept all three of them. Mm-hmm. Jazz votes to do another banishment. Okay, she gets kicked out? No. No? Jazz is like... Basically, does like, think about it, Molly, think about it. And Molly thinks about it. She And she's like, oh my God, no, like... She kind of has the thought of why would Jazz do another banishment when he looks, knowing me and Harry are really good friends, if he's a traitor. I mean, if he's a faithful, then why would he do this? Mm -hmm. Like, if he wasn't suspicious of Harry, she writes Harry's name down for the vote, flips it over, looks across like a fireplace to Harry, mouths to him, you're not one of them, are you? And he goes, no, I'm not. She rubs out Harry's thing <laughs> and writes jazz. Damn. Flips it over. She's crying. Like, she's crying for, like, minutes of this. Yeah. Um, they do it. Jazz is voted out. There's only the two of them left. And, like, it's Claudia Winkleman presenting this. So she's yeah. just standing there knowing what's about to happen. <laughs> Watching this woman being gaslit for, like, four weeks. And yeah. it's like, 
she's like Molly are you a faithful or a traitor and she's like no I'm faithful and then Harry's just there like oh, I'm a traitor <laughs> and she's just like fuck <laughs> and she'd like said for the last week and a half that she was like if you're turned out to be a traitor I'm never speaking to you again yeah. she looks at him walks off set hell yeah and I was like oh, I love the traitors it's so good like I, I was I was I was football hooliganing it. Like oh, yeah. I'll show you the clips. It was like they were showing this on like bars in the UK, oh, and really? people were screaming at the TV. <laughs> like it's kind of the big a big cultural phenomenon in the UK now. They're right. gonna make an Irish one. That's gonna be a nightmare. And I I I I cannot wait. <laughs> cannot wait. It's so good. Um, speaking of trying to hunt for devious criminals Sean Sean started a new show and then probably it's made stop by me because I'm yeah. going to watch it with Sean because uh, I think it's great in the interest of not having another two hour episode I'm going to keep this short listen I've been hyping up the trainers for so long I needed to talk about yeah yeah uh, I watched the first episode of True Detective yesterday it's good it's fucking rocks yeah. uh, Matthew McConaughey is my guy <laughs> I showed Sean a clip of it on Wednesday and yeah. I was like I was like this this will get Sean to watch it yeah um, it was a clip of um, stop saying freaky shit yeah <laughs> Matthew McConaughey being there like so what this dad's already dead we're just living in someone's memory of it and Woody Harrelson's like you need to stop talking like that it's unprofessional come on he's like we will. We are going to watch True Detective at some stage and talk yes. about it at length. Um, I love the timeline aspect of it. Yeah, yeah that you I can think... see that it like not only kind of you can see where they end up after the case, but also it kind of jumps around in within the case. Yeah, because there's kind of two timelines within the case, and then it jumps forward to like now or yeah. like 2015. True Detective's great. I must. Yeah. I'm gonna start watching the new season soon because I've been like banking it. I was forced to bank it, and I'm dis unhappy about it. Damn! Imagine being forced to bank episodes of True Detective. I've been saying I wanted to watch <laughs> True Detective with you three months. Of yeah. This. Months. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of talking about watching, wanting to watch things with Sean, I don't know. Um, the hunger is starting to kick in, so I'm getting loosey goosey. Nice. I feel like it's a good way to be in for talking about the Brothers Grimm. The Brothers Grimm. A movie. A 2005 movie. 2005. The first 2005 movie. A movie you can fucking tell was written by uh, involves someone from the Monty Python cast. A, a movie that you can tell involves a fucking crazy man. <laughs> but it wasn't written by Terry Gilliam, was it? Uh, I don't think so. It was directed by him. It was written by Aaron Kruger. Oh, <laughs> I don't like that. Okay, 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 okay. Hang on. So, Aaron Kruger. Yeah. Uh, a couple of movies. Uh, Scream 3. Uh, the Ring. The Ring 2. Okay. The Brothers Grimm. These are a lot of horror movies. Um, Blood and Chocolate? I don't know what that is. Uh, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Transformers, Dark of the Moon. Transformers, Age of Extinction. Ghost in the Shell. Dumbo. Top Gun Maverick. What the fuck? His next movie is an untitled Joseph Kaczynski film. Uh, it's going to be an American sports action drama directed by Joseph Kaczynski and produced by Jerry Bruckheimer starring Brad Pitt. Oh. Terry Condon. I recognize that. Lewis Hamilton. This is the F1 movie! Yeah! <laughs> this is the fucking F1 movie! Yeah, he's going to be directing... Or no, he's going to be writing that. <laughs> 
Hell yeah. Yeah. Javier Bardem is going to be in that as well. No, this is is in filming. This is coming out this year. What? Yeah, have you not? It hasn't got a title yet. How is it coming out this year? Have I not shown you the Brad Pitt at Silverstone photos? No, you have. You have. Yeah. Him standing beside Max Verstappen and I'm like... Oh, this is so good. I hope he brings this energy. <laughs> Look at them. They're yeah. so it's so bad. Um So the Brothers Grimm is about uh Jake and jo- Will Grimm. Uh Jakob and uh Wilhelm. Jacob Grimm. and William. No. They never say Jakob or Wilhelm. That's what it's spelled. They do say Wilhelm at some stage. Do they? Yeah, the French call them Wilhelm. Yeah, it's because the French are doing the most insane accents known to man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, they're, most of the characters in this are German, and they're doing English accents. There are some French characters in it who are doing French accents. And then Peter Stormare's character is Italian, and let me tell you. I did die when he said Scusi. Yeah, it was <laughs> Scusi. I was like, oh, I was like, oh no. The, when he's introduced, he says... Um, he says something along the lines of like, how do you speak this language? Every word is like a sacrifice. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I do think it works better to have everybody be English than make all the cast no, I th- be German. Because I think if there was like f- f- weird German accents and weird French accents. Yeah, no, I think I think it works. I think it works. Uh, it's just um, bizarre that they have two fucking Americans as yeah. the leads. <laughs> I will say, Matt doing his like little Cockney English. I know it's it quite good. Yeah, he's actually. You can tell Matt does his accent practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the movie opens with a scene with little baby Will and Jake, um, or little baby Will, uh, <laughs> looking after his sick mother. And, and being six like, sister. And six sister, yeah. And being like, don't worry, Jake is going to be back from town. He's going to sell the cow and get money for medicine. And Jake comes back, he's like, you'll never believe it. I met a man on the side of the road. He gave me these magic beans for the cow. And Will is just like, you motherfucker. And then it cuts to like 20 years later. 20, 15 years later. Um, the bizarre, yeah. This movie... One thing this movie does I really liked is that they they take all the iconography of like the Brothers Grimm stories mm. and they just will like infuse that into the movie. And they yeah. never draw they never like make a huge point of being like, uh There are like, a couple of times that they do. Like the Red Riding Hood is a bit like, ah, uh, of course. But like yeah. say like the 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 Princess and the Pea one. I thought yeah, that was that quite was that was yeah. quite subtly done. Yeah. Or like the Huntsman, like that's Yeah. Yeah. Like there is it is a bit sometimes a bit wink wink nudge nudge like the Han, like Gransel and Hessel, Gretel Hansel and, and Gretel I can't speak yeah <laughs> was um, it Hans and Greta yeah. they called them yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it is obvious but it's not kind of it's not in the like mid 2000s like look at this reference yeah it's not in the epic movie way of doing it yeah yeah true um, but Will and Jake grow up to be like monster hunters and like exorcists yeah. basically um, kind of traveling throughout the land of through occupied Germany. Yeah, because Napoleon <laughs> Napoleon is invaded. This is actually in the same universe as Ridley Scott's Napoleon. I believe I haven't seen that film, but I choose to believe that um, Joaquin Phoenix is doing the Jonathan Price accent from this film. <laughs> he probably is. Yeah, um, they're traveling from town to town with their two buds whose names I can't remember, but one of them's the Pirates of the Caribbean guy. Yeah. 
Oh, I will say something this movie does like this is a very much uh, like Tenant. It's a very much you got to just sit back and and let the movie happen at you. Because yeah. I think if you try and understand, yeah, you just got to kind of like, let it roll over. Because yeah. like being like, what are these characters' names? Yeah, don't worry it's, about uh, it. It's Hidlick and Bunst they, are the two guys. They never say those in the movie. I, they say Hidlick definitely. I don't remember them saying Bunst at no. any point. Uh, but they're, yeah, we're introduced to them showing up to Karlstadt and they kill a, they kill a witch's ghost. The, the, the witch exorcism, I was a little bit like, ooh, this is very manic. What the fuck? If this, yeah. If this is going to be the entire movie, I'm like, I, I might not love this. And it kind of is most of the movie. It, the, the, the pacing of the other fights, I feel like, are not as, like... Insane. Insane. Because yeah. this, this fight is very... They're just kind of showing you all these gimmicks really quickly. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, like they have like a cross that like goes on fire. The baby's tear. Yeah, yeah. They have to shoot an arrow made of baby's tears through her heart to kill her. Yeah. Um, there's like they they have a shield that like reflects evil or whatever, and they have this armor. There's some kind of special armor as well. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> they keep getting bounced everywhere. Like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep getting like yeeted around the place. Um, so they do this exorcism and you think it's great. Yeah. And then you realise they're fucking con men. Yeah, they like go back to the, the little barn that they allegedly killed and trapped the witch in uh, after they've been paid for their job. And they're just like disassembling all of the bits like the uh, like a witch mannequin on like a little rope that's kind of floating about. Did you like the fact they were con men? Yes, I did. Um, I thought that was very good. Um, it's the funny thing in this. It's so, it's an interesting dynamic of Obviously, because, like, Heath Ledger, as an actor, I'm, I mean, firstly, I'm so sad he passed away so young. Mm. But I feel like he is not fully Heath Ledger at this stage. Sure. Like, because, okay, like, he's been in 10 Things I Hate About You, and he's been in... Um, he's been in A Night's Tale at this point, right? He's been in A Night's Tale, but Night's Tale, I don't think, is that big of a movie. Yeah. Like, I think it's, like, in hindsight, it is. I mm-hmm. want to actually quickly check what Heath's been in. Because, like, I, this, I think this is pre-Brokeback. Yes, I'm fairly sure it is. Yeah. So that's it. So he's like, been in a few movies you've never heard of. Ten Things I Hate About You, Two Hands, The Patriot, A Knight's Tale, Monster's Ball, um, The Four Fathers, which is a movie that I'm sure exists, but I've never heard of. Ned Kelly, so that's the Australian one based on like the Ned Kelly gang. Sure. The Order, which is like, you know, not meant to be great. Okay. Lords of Dogtown, which also like exists but i don't know if it's like super popular sure. this then broke back okay sure so yeah broke back is the same year broke back releases just before this not according to um letterbox so release date in the u.s for this is 26th of august 2005 but i say because it's so english it probably came out in england first you know Oh, it was uh, Brokeback had a film festival release first. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, then he does like Casanova. He does like a rom-com called like Candy. Maybe that's a rom-com. Maybe I'm wrong. But then he does The Dark Knight and then he dies. Sure. So like, that explains why I think Heat's playing the nerd brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Matt, on the other hand. Oh, he's playing the Chad brother. He's playing the fuckboy brother. <laughs> Um, I don't understand why Matt Damon had to learn to tango for this movie. Oh. This character would know how to tango, is the thing. 
You think so? I think it's method acting. Because <laughs> after the uh, after the whole witch thing, they go to like a local tavern and are having a great time there. And um, Will, Matt Damon's character, is like chatting up these two girls. And he's like, oh yeah, that's my brother Jake over there. And Jake is like... What's, what's he doing? He's like... He's, he's writing all the stories down. Yeah, yeah. He's being a fucking dweeb. Um, and... <laughs> Will's like, come on, dude. We gotta go. These two ladies are waiting for you. And Jake's like, no, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. And so Will just goes off with the two of them. Um, and kind of the core... Uh, conflict? I guess not really conflict, but like a, a point of tension between the two brothers is that Jake is like much more into the fairy tale side of things and he kind of still believes in the magic of it all yeah. a little bit um whereas will is just like we're just conning these people to make money <laughs> like this is all bullshit there's like a recurring thing of being like magic beans yeah of like which is fucked up i don't know i feel like if my little sister and my mother died of plague because yeah. My brother got duped with magic beans and then never admitted that, like, yeah, I got duped. I would constantly, like, be like, magic beans? Sure. Anytime he, like... I feel like that's just cruel. Yeah, he's not a good... Like, Will is... Oh, yeah, Will's a bastard. Will's I love not... him. Um, but he gets he gets woken up later on uh, from, his, from his threesome by the introduction of Peter Stormare's character. I don't know how I feel about Peter Stormare's character I in this movie. I adore Peter Stormare's character in this movie. Yeah, he's, because... What's his name? Um, Casavelli. Cavaldi. Cavaldi. He's, a, he's an Italian torturer who's been sent to, to bring them back to Jonathan Bryce's character, who's like a French general. Uh, and Peter Stormare is doing uh, the fucking Lord's work in this. He is acting so much... <laughs> He is in the River of Ham, to quote a different yeah, podcast. Yeah, 100%. 100%. He is playing it up. He's doing the really heavy Italian accent. Uh, and it's it's incredible. It's amazing. Like, it I'll put is... a, I, I feel like I'm not doing this justice. I'll put a clip of his voice in here. General, you keep working with Cavaldi. This country won't be yours much longer. He panics. Great Cavaldi never panics. Guys, I can't describe this unless you've watched this movie, which it's, you can, which you can own an Apple three TV for three euro, which is always a t- bad side for how yeah. well the movie did. <laughs> oh, uh, I've I made a terrible discovery, which is uh, a certain movie has been added to uh, Amazon to purchase for ten quid. Can I guess? Yeah. Grown Ups. No. Epic. No. Glory Days. No. Is it a Matt Damon movie? Yes. The one we've done yet. Kind of. No. Yeah. That one. Uh huh. With the lost media has been found. <laughs> I think I found it. I think Fuck. for for a sum of ten euro, I can I can get I'll the good split old it boys. With you. Sure. No. How? How? <laughs> no. How? How? <laughs> I was because I I was getting acquiring the Brothers Graham, and I just thought I'd throw the good old boys in just. For, for Chad, so it wasn't coming up. Uh, and so I went, like, maybe some streaming service has got it. And yeah, Amazon, you can buy it for a tenner. Was it always there? Or are we idiots? I don't think it... I'm almost certain it was not always there. Yeah. I'm, like, 99% sure. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's on this. Mm-hmm. 
Looks like we're buying the good old boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to this movie. Yeah, Jesus Peter Stormare. Christ. That's, I like to think that's our doing. Yeah. We generated that. We, we said SEO, that, that movie. <laughs> the only SEO. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? But Peter Stormare has been like, yeah, you've been duping the people of fucking Germany. Um, you're arrested into the torture chambers with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't quite remember what happens next. This was a, this was about the point where I start losing my mind. Is this where uh, Will escapes? No. Yeah, he's like running away. Yes, um, when Will escapes. And he's like, it's so funny. He's like running off like in his fucking pajamas um, out of the tavern or whatever that they're staying in. And he's like, don't worry, Jacob. I'll come back for you. And then someone like just yeets uh, a bullet around his legs and gets him. Um, as I was watching this, I, there's an ongoing joke in our friend group about Stonehenge. Stonehenge. And I was like, ah, oh, this <laughs> movie is just knows two. Who they were. This is just two movie, two hours of that joke. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't know what the original basis of the Stonehenge joke is. It's from Spinal Tap. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's from Spinal Tap. Which I feel like has a big this energy. Like, yeah. A lot of the humor in this movie is like. Will and Jacob saying the same thing, like, at the same time, or, like, wishy kind of comments about mm. the, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge about the movie. It's very fun. Like, there's a joke later on being like, that armor isn't magical, it's just shiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of that. Or is it? Huh? Or is it? No, it's definitely not magical. Hey, it does some stuff later on in the movie. Does it? Yeah. I mean, it protects Cavaldi. Yeah, that's what but I, mean. I think. I think it's just because it's thick. Nah, I think it's because it's magical. No. <laughs> um, but this is when we see the little Red Riding Hood bit. Yes. So yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically are being the the two boyos are being sent to this town because mm-hmm. like the town's reporting all these um like disappearances of da- like daughters, mm. and I don't know why the French. Are do, I think the basically the brothers are like no we actually are exorcists and they're like all right then you'll settle this town down exactly yeah because yeah. they want they want to take the town but the forest is haunted or whatever so yeah. they want them to go and fix that yeah uh, or the the villagers believe it's haunted yeah and the French are like no there's people in the forest or whatever yeah that yeah. was it but you find out very early on the forest is fucking haunted oh yeah that shit's haunted as fuck I don't like the forest. Um, <laughs> The CGI in this movie adds to the level of dread of the forest, I feel, because yeah. the CGI is... It's dodgy. Bad. No, yeah. it's bad. Hey, the gingerbread man later on looks fucking incredible. I did not care for that. <laughs> I didn't like the gingerbread man either. I sent Sean a message last night going, gingerbread man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was bad. Uh, spider horse. Oh, oh, shout out to spider horse. Didn't like spider horse. <laughs> the big belly. <laughs> didn't care for it um, that would have fucked me up as a kid yeah I, your parents should have brought you to see this when you thought it was real no I'm really scared of spiders okay sure yeah cause like my my mom got bit by one when I was a kid and she had to get like a hospitalised oh hospitalized. fuck okay she had to go to a hospital she swelled up damn um, so I think this this mixed with spider horse <laughs> what if I turn into spider with oh, great spy- power comes great responsibility no, is all I'll say no no no, no. Um, but yeah, they go to this. I like the 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 um the like little Red Riding Hood 
kid like running away yeah I think it's fun mm. um, so this girl get like gets grabbed she's wearing a little red riding hood she sees the running hood in the trees that's yeah. cool and then the boys end up in town oh uh, yeah they do god they're so dumb <laughs> nah they're not the smartest guys in the world <laughs> Jacob maybe not Will not <laughs> no, Will, not Will. <laughs> I love Jonathan Price in this film because we meet we meet Jonathan Price and he's like the evil general. He, yeah, he's the evil French general who wants to take over. He meets the boys and he's like, "Look, all right, I know you're con artists. Somebody else is pulling the same shit that you are out in these woods. Yeah, go fucking deal with it. Yeah, but he's like doing the, the French accent the whole way through, and it's awful. Um, he loves food as well. He keeps talking about food. Me coded. Oh, yeah, he's he's great. Um, the boys arrive in the town. Is it Marba- Marbaden? Marbaden, yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, shit's fucked there. Kids keep going missing. I was like, did Matt just misgender a child? And oh then yeah, I realized, yeah. And then I realized because all the daughters are missing. Um, yeah. And it's actually they never kind of draw like explicitly say it in the movie. Yeah. But because all the daughters are missing, they're all dressed as boys. Yeah. Um, but they do fully just misgender a child. And yeah, like, it's really funny. <laughs> in my head, I was like, is this, an, is this an intentional? And then I was like, oh, no, yes, I know I get it. Yeah. Um, they meet Angelica here. Well, they, they're told about the, the curse of the village and like all the stuff. Yeah. And they're basically like, you need to go, there's a cursed tracker. Yeah. Uh, go deal, like talk, the cursed tracker will bring you into the woods because the townsfolk are fucking scared of the yeah, woods. Yeah, they don't want to go in there and they don't want to deal with the tracker either. She's fucking cursed. It's a she? Yeah, because it's Lena Headey. <laughs> Lena Headey! <laughs> Lena Headey's great. She looks so young. Yeah, she does. I mean, this movie is 19 years old, so it's mm. probably filmed 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, but she looks like baby face. Yeah. Uh, and she's a fucking badass tracker who goes out into the haunted woods. Uh, Carvaldi is like hanging around with them this whole time. Carvaldi kind of creeps on uh, Angelica. And I don't a little care. bit, yeah. Don't care for it. Um, yeah. It's just because he's a scoozy. Yeah, he's a scoozy. Scoozy. Carvaldi's character in this film is. Do you want to talk about Carvaldi's character? I, I don't know how I even. I do want to, but I don't know how to even begin you, to talk is about it just Carvaldi. Kind of like, is, is he just a Sean boy? Is he just like everything you love in a character? Or is it just that, like, he's so. No, Will is. You but, will such a Sean boy. Yeah, but Carvaldi is just so fucking... Just an insane character to put in your movie. It's the same character to play in your yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, and Peter Stormare fucking nails it. He, for he, what they're going for, Peter Stormare gets it to a T. It's kind of one of those, like, if he didn't commit as much as he committed, yeah. it would actually be unbearable. Mm. It, I don't love it as much as Sean, but it's like, I, 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 am, I admire the craft, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, but he's like, he kind of becomes buds with the boys over the course of the movie, except he also still is trying to like, like get and torture them. Like, it's a weird, I will say, the thing with this movie that's weird, the, I don't, the French stuff. I understand why, because it's to have the big thing at the end happen. Yeah. Um, it is does feel like a weird kind of narrative device in the movie. Because them just going to this town and being like, we're con artists. Oh shit, this is real. Yeah. Like, they, they, they accept that it's real and they need to solve it. And then, like, 
it's I think it's to have Cavaldi and that like big fight happen at the end mm. in the in the tower. We'll talk about it when we get there. But I was just kind of like, why is there all this <laughs> random torture bullshit in this whole movie? Carvaldi's into it. But the general's also that poor kitty cat. Oh yeah. I didn't care for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. Just the... Again, that's we'll get to that later, but that's a fucking insane thing to have it's happen in your movie. It's such an insane thing to happen. There's so much stuff in this movie that's like... They, they pick the most insane thing to happen in every scene. Yeah. So, like, they go into the forest, and they're going through the forest, and it's like... it. The bits where it's just like generic fantasy, whatever. It's mm. it's just generic fantasy framing device, I would say. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like particularly, I don't know what to say. Like it's yeah, they're going into haunted fucking yeah. forest, whatever. We don't really, they don't really dwell on it too much, and you don't really need to. No, um, they find you find out what kind of the the plot of the the curse is, where there's like there's this ooh spooky tower, big spooky tower. It's rumored that this like five hundred years ago, before the Black Death, this like queen was like who's obsessed with her image mm. she built the tower to be safe from the plague because her <laughs> but she, when she forgot that plague is carried on the wind and so it got her anyway <laughs> and in my head i was like actually no she did isolate herself like yeah. that she probably would have been nah plague's carried on the wind is it carried on the wind according know. to this movie it is i know i'm thinking about it from my modern scientific plague existing Sure, if life. we're assuming it is the Black Plague, then it's spread by, like, fleas and shit. Yeah. Yeah. She should be okay. Those ravens, though. Mm. Oh, yeah, no. Shout out to the ravens. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They should have won Best Supporting Actor <laughs> in the Oscars. <laughs> Peter Stormare should have won Best Actor. Who won Best Actor this year? I think this... You talk about the movie, I'll look this up. <sighs> yeah, so they go into the forest, they find out the, um... The legend of George this... Clooney won Best Supporting Actor. For what? Uh, let me look. Uh, best actor was uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, do you want to take that from him? He won it for Baba Barnes. For uh, what? I don't fucking know. Is it Syriana he won for? It's no for way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe we've got a good one coming up. I know, Nick, we... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, she, like, has cast a spell of eternal life on herself but not eternal youth well, yeah that's what we find out by the end of the yeah, when yeah, yeah she's yeah. in the tower um yeah. i like the queen i think she's fun i do too yeah the it's a it's a good way of having the like evil like mirror mirror on the wall kind of bullshit in mm. this yeah but yeah like there's just there's so much there's a lot of this movie is just physical kind of comedy slash like horror weirdly i don't know how yeah. to describe it because the, the like transformation of the werewolf is fucking oh. it's good it's great yeah I it love looks it, good but, but it's, it's oh didn't like that yeah i think that's a, a, a weird thing about this movie that it is kind of this weird like it is kind of like a comedy horror yeah because like it is yeah yeah because it's like it is just kind of doing comedy because like there's so much slapstick with the two especially like the two grim brothers mm. But everyone else around them is quite serious. Like, Linda Healy, like, Angelica is so fucking serious. She has, like, a fight. She has like, a toad. She does that. I, grandmother oh, toad? Don't Fuck yeah, about, I love um, grandmother toad. Don't want to talk about the implication that Matt Damon's going to eat out a fucking toad later on in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> is that not what that scene is? 
I didn't think so, but I can see why you would come to that conclusion. Because she flips over and flips back and he's like, make up your mind. Well, I mean, the implication is that he does it as well, because then he does get the... Yeah! Oh, Christ. This is when the spider horse happens, though, after no, they get back talk, from the... We need to talk about the fight in the tower, I feel, because that's fun. It's when, like... Is that not way later on? Is that not, like, the end of the movie? No, because this is when one of the um the French guys get got. Oh, yes. Yes, because yeah, yeah, that's yeah, when yeah, Cavaldi sorry. is, like... The spider horse... The spider horse gets infected now, but they do hold, do a whole big, like... Yeah. ...thing here, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, or is it when they run in to get after the spider horse? But I don't think so. Maybe they... Let's just talk about the spider horse, because I don't... There's a horse that's also a spider, and it's fucked up. He steals a child. Yeah, a kid, like, goes up to pet him, and he, like, starts shooting webs out of his mouth, and then he eats her. Don't like it. No. It's well done. Yeah. It's yeah, fun. It is, like, yeah. it did... Yeah, I, it the was, CGI is bad in this the, movie. The fucking image of it running through the forest with, like, a giant CGI belly was... Her- horrendous I hated it <laughs> that kid actor was also OP not nah, to be mean about the kid actor nah she was alright Sasha was better yeah true yeah, yeah. Uh, um, then they they go chasing the the spider horse and this is where the boys kind of realise that um, shit's fucked shit's real yeah. right because they they follow uh, they follow the horse into the forest and don't get it yeah. Um, and then, is this where the, the the kitten bit happens as well? The, no, that's a while later. Okay. So they go into the forest. They yeah. kind of like, there's a big, there's a lot of like action scenes in this movie that are yeah. kind of difficult to talk about because it's an action scene. So they're naturally very fast paced, but it's also yeah. a comedy action scene. So there's a lot of like, Quip, quip, quip. Yeah, and it's also a Terry Gilliam action comedy scene, so it's so frantic and shit's just always yeah. happening. Like the quips per minute in this movie is... But they're all good. They're all there. <laughs> I see we're going to have a difference in opinion on this one when it comes I, to the rankings. I don't think this movie is... I don't think this movie is as bad as its reputation is. It's absolutely not, no. No, not I all. think... I think we've watched far worse movies doing this. Absolutely. That, on the other hand, I feel like it's not... I can understand why people say this is Terry Gilliam's worst movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen many Terry Gilliam's movies, but, like... Like, he directed, like, helped write The Life of Brian and, like, mm. The Holy Grail and stuff. I do think... One one thing I find with this movie... I say if you watch it in a cinema as well, it's so exhausting. Yeah. Because he never... I had to take a fucking, like, eight-hour break yeah. between. <laughs> he never has a breather scene the entire way through it the It just keeps going. It just keeps going. And it is one of those things of, like, every scene I feel like is trying to be the funniest scene in the movie. Yeah. Which is fine. Or it's, like, the weird shoe-honed in romance of definitely was the wine scene. We'll talk... We're going to talk yeah. about the production of this uh-huh. movie a good bit later on, I think, because I think it's... Makes... Fu- it adds up. It adds up. Yeah. Um... <sighs> But it but, is just... Oh, um... Yeah? No, sorry. Go on. It is just one of those things of when you're watching it, you're like... I get it. Terry, stop. Fucking calm down. <laughs> like, you know? It is just very... I can understand if you are not someone that likes really manic movies, why you would not like this movie at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, this is where we meet the, the woodsman. 
The woodsman's cool. Yeah, the woodsman's cool. Uh, we find out that uh, Angelica, Lena Headey's dad, or Lena Headey's character even, her dad... Uh, like went missing. Went missing, and her two sisters went missing. Yeah. Well, I think she basically says the reason I'm cursed is my dad saved up all the more money to send me to college. Yeah. I went, and within like a year, my entire family was missing. Yeah. Missing or dead. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, um. But uh, we discover that her father has turned into a werewolf man under the thrall of the evil queen. Yeah. And he's got a cool magic axe, and when he throws it, it comes back to him. Yeah. So cool. they use that for a lot of uh, a little comedy gags throughout the throughout the movie. Yeah, and then like there's a kind of there's a big scene here, which is like them fighting the woods, the woods like killing some of uh, Cavalli's Yeah, soldiers. like the actual trees themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, it's scary. I don't... It's very... It's freaky. Yeah. Like, there's... That bit when one guy gets grabbed and then, the, like, the tree grows out. Oh, like, yeah. That's like, great. Yeah. Like, it's great, but it is just, like... It's good kind of horror. Mm-hmm. So, I think all of them kind of are like, yeah, woods are haunted. Woods are defo haunted. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and Cavalli's like, yeah, woods are defo haunted. But then... He, this is the thing I don't understand. They kind of get out of the woods. They, they are free. Um... They kind of are like, another kid got grabbed. I wonder why. We need to go back in for like another expedition or whatever. Then they go back to the general. Is it Ca- because Carvaldi goes back? Carvaldi brings them back because he's like, they fucked up. They yeah. failed. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. They bring Lena Healy back as well. Yeah. And they're going to fucking lemon squish her. They're going to put her in the juicer. <laughs> and um, uh, Will is talking to the, the general and he's like, look. You gotta. You can't trust Carvaldi. That dude is a jumpy motherfucker. He is like so nervous that he will just kind of say shit to save his own skin. And then, for some reason, I don't remember why it's there. There is a kitten. It's the. Or- the- it's the. It's the string quartet. It's one of the. It's the lady in the string quartet's kitten. Sure. Uh, there is a kitten in the torture chamber, and it's like kind of wandering around, and it like climbs up on Carvalho's foot Carvalho's foot gets Carvalho gets jumpy the kitten goes meow Carvalho yeah. kicks it and kills the and g- kills it Puts, fucking kicks it into the juicer into the squisher <laughs> and, and just, like a bit of it like lands on Jonathan, lands on Jonathan Price's face yeah. and he's like taste is like whoa he's French he's French yeah. they have weird food don't you know um, do you want to have a bit of trivia from this scene in the movie uh huh Matt Damon was strung up by his waist for the torture chamber sequence. Yeah. He could only stay for 90 seconds at a time because the rope was crushing his ribs, cutting off his air supply. Damn. Terry Gilliam had his prosthetic made for him. The studio didn't want the actor to wear it. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder which specific members of the studio. Who could say? (laughs) But yes, they basically convinced they convinced the general. They're like, "Oh, there's a load of like strong strapping Germans in the woods, so let us go into the woods and sort them out." Yeah. So they go into the woods, and this is a kind of when they go into the woods this time, you see at the same time that the gingerbread man comes to town. <laughs> oh, at some point they send um, fucking Hildrick and Bunst back. No, Hildrick Bunst run away. No, Hildrick and Bunst, they do run away, but they do it under the pretense of, like, going back to town to get something, and then... They run away saying they're going to get the grappling hook to yeah, break exactly, in. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But they run away. Um, the and French get them and kill them. Yeah. yeah. But hap- that happens later. Yeah. It's kind of a big twist. I They're just gone from the movie, yeah, basically. Yeah. They have to go back to uh, the pirates. But the gingerbread man shows up. Don't. Oh, I hate the gingerbread I gotta get, man. I gotta get an image of him up. Basically, Sasha, who's like the, the, the only kid you really need to know in town is Sasha. Yeah. And she goes to get water and a, like... It starts where the birds start shitting all over her. Yeah. Um, and then like a water, so she grabs a crow out of the um the boat, like the the well. Yeah. And then it flops mud on her, so she gets covered in mud, and then her face completely, mm, her face completely covers over showed, with skin. Yeah, I just showed Hannah an image of the gingerbread man. He's bad. So the face, her face gets completely covered over with skin, so she can't see or hear anything. Mm. And then the mud starts to like reform out of like the mud yeah but it's like it's like faces kind of like shifting yeah and like it's 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 uh, like doesn't have hands or like feet it just kind of has like the shapes of them yeah and angelica is like fighting it she um like sasha's dad shoots it uh she like is like i'm gonna fight this fucking mud monster cavaldi you just like Take care of the kid. Yeah. When they go into the woods to fight the monsters, actually, Cavaldi holds Lena Healy prisoner, so she doesn't go in with them. Yeah. Um. So she kind of breaks free of them and is like, you look after Sasha. And then he's like holding Sasha being like, this is all the bullshit, mademoiselle, or whatever. Yeah. And Sasha just gets grabbed and eaten by the gingerbread man. Yeah. And the gingerbread man jumps down a well. And yeah, I was like, and it's gone. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but then you see then we figure out that's what number s- 12 of 12 yeah right? but that's when we find out this, with the scheme of the movie which yeah. is they're kidnapping these girls to do some weird fucking ritual the mm. huntsman and the queen um, to give her eternal youth as well, well as eternal life by sacrificing 12 young girls yeah um, but the Grimm brothers are there when this is going on so yeah. they actually rescue Sasha yes but at the same time as that uh I was going to say not Will. Jake. Yeah, Jake gets up into the tower through yeah. kind of like schemes and climbing. Mm-hmm. And he sees the he sees the creepy old like witch. Yeah. But he also sees her in a mirror. Yeah. And she's hot. Hey, she's she's hot. <laughs> she's pretty. Yeah. And he is like, you want a fuck Angelica so bad. Yeah. I can make that <laughs> yeah, happen. She is. <laughs> the love triangle that is the like. It's very weird. Yeah, it's like the fact she's like we. The, the fact obviously the Weinstein's are like mm-hmm. we want Linda Healy to have a romance with both these. Like there has to be a romance in it, but they never wanted to commit to either. So she just is into both of them. Yeah, all the way through the movie is bizarre. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah. she can be into both of them if you she wants. Yeah, she can. Um, I feel like that would cause issues with them, given that they're brothers. Um, they're not in a relationship with each other sure she can date both of them yeah yeah it is very strange I don't like film, it I hate though, it yeah. I hate it I hate it so much let her just be like single <laughs> I will say fair juice to the movie they actually cast an actress that's the same age as them yeah yeah, yeah. I mean he's great in this as yeah, well yeah she's, she's very really good, good. She's, a, she's the most competent character in the movie yeah she is um, partly because she's very competent also partly because everybody else in the film is horrifically incompetent. Listen, if you're a B student, you look great if everyone else is a D student. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so after that, so they do this fight scene. They no, they're in the, in the tower. They're in the tower. This, that's not for... 
uh, Jake comes out of the tower they do the fight scene they yeah, save Sasha yeah because he climbs down using her hair yeah they yeah. save Sasha they go back into back into town to be like we know what's going on they save Sasha there's all three of them they're mm-hmm. like okay we need to go stop the ritual yeah. there's obviously get something a- going on with the blood moon yeah you know get all the like young girls in town fucking out of here because go we, to like Hamburg or some shit because we can't have another girl get kidnapped because then the ritual will happen yeah and then the fucking French show up <laughs> Yeah, the French show up and start burning the forest down. Well, they're basically like, you guys are bullshit. We've rescued you. Like, we made a pro- you made us a promise that you and your cronies were not going to, like, we're, we're not going to, you know, betray us to mm. the the uprising. Because that's John, like, Jonathan Price's whole thing is he thinks there's an uprising in this town. Yeah. So when the two boys run away, they get captured, they get beheaded. They're like, you, you were going to rat us out. You're done. We're burning the forest yeah, Bun- down. Bunston Hildrick, not Will and Jake, get beheaded. Yeah, Bunston yeah. G- Gildrick. Everyone's favourites. Yeah, so important to the film. Yeah. Really. <laughs> um, so they get like put on the rack and are going to get burnt in the forest. Yeah. And the French are just like, do do do, we're being French. Ho ho ho. Ho ho ho. So night falls. Yeah. And there's going to be an eclipse. Yeah, tonight. a blood moon. A blood moon. Um, Alina Heaney breaks into the fo- like sneaks into the forest under mm. cover of the like the fire. Yeah, cuts the boys down. Or is it Cavalli the com- No, it's um Lena Healy, I think. I think so. Let me. Cavalli doesn't turn up for a while. Yeah, God, I love Carvaldi so yeah. much. What a guy. Because Lena Heaney gets kidnapped at some stage, but I'm just trying to remember when in the movie she gets kidnapped. No, it's when they're under. The- it's when they fight the huntsmen in the woods. It's when so yeah. it is all three of them. It's uh, Lena Keeley mm-hmm. and the two brothers. Oh, uh, this was actually where they before they go back to the town they get the uh, the, the, the axe. Yeah, they get, they the, get axe. the axe. Yeah, um, she cuts them down with the axe. They're going through the forest together. Because yes, no, because Cavaldi yeah. um, goes to save the book when they're getting. So yes, he's hanging he out does. with the French. He yeah. goes with the Frenchman originally, the general. Yeah. So they go to the tower to try and you know stop this whole thing. The queen casts some magic ice spell to put the fire out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, they're all up at the tower. They're trying to break yeah. into the tower. Cavaldi and the general are like on their way there because yeah. they realise they've escaped. So they start to have a big fight with the, the general because I don't think yeah. the huntsman's here for a while. I think it's the general and... There's like the French fight Wilhelm and Jake first. The huntsman kind of dips. Does he not? Oh no, because he's there and I think they like knock him out. Yeah. They... No, he goes up into the tower. He goes up into the tower to like do the queen's evil bidding. But when does he or put um, Lena Healy he into does, the... He does that and then. He goes up into the tower and the boys trying to get her out. Yeah, and the boys arrive. Yes. Yeah. Then the French attack. Yeah. They, sh- they shoot Cavaldi. Yes, they do. They shoot. <laughs> that scene was so funny because Cavaldi was just like. No, it's it no, it more French. I can't really do an Italian accent. Scusi. I also can't do his Italian accent because it's just fucking crazy. Um, but he's like, he calls them, is it the Grimsies? The Grimsies? <laughs> Can we be the Grimsies? Can that be our... <laughs> <laughs> Can I say, Jake and Will in this movie? Yeah. Such Hannah and Sean. Yeah, true. Drunk. Yeah. Such, such <laughs> us when we're being real goofy at D&D yeah. energy. Like, that's the vibe of this. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just a lot of, like, banter, 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 banter. It's yeah. so, like, I, yeah. Oh, it was very fun. Um, 
Uh, Cavaldi gets shot. There's yeah, big... Cavaldi is trying to convince uh, Jonathan Price to like let the boys off because he's kind of he's he's taken a shine to them. He's grown to like them. Yeah, and Price just fucking shoots them, <laughs> and I start blasting. Yeah. Um. So there's a big fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think what kind of the, again. It's one of just like it's an action scene. Not much really happens. It's it's well done. I would say. Yeah, they kill Jonathan Price. They kill Jonathan Price. It ends up that. Um, do both boys get into the tower at this stage or uh, only one of them I think Jake gets in there first and then Will gets in there after yeah I think Will gets like ye- like yeeted in yeah yeah by the queen um, or whatever or he like no Jake gets fucking launched in by the catapult yeah there's catapults in this yeah movie. and then uh, he lets the thing down for, for Will to climb Will, up because Will takes a little longer to get into this yeah and the ritual happens the queen gets her eternal beauty back yeah. She gets this, like, magic dagger to, like, fuck onto the, uh, Jakob onto the wall. Yeah, because he's going to, like, stab her with the knife or whatever, and she, like, magnetos it to the wall. Yeah. This is one thing I don't understand. So, she magnetos it into the wall. Yeah. For, um, Wilhelm. Why are they, like, floating till they have to stab each other? Like, why is... Is it that she... Magic. Is it that she... The second time she's like, you're going to kill each other because your brother's... I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But they have this weird, like, floating dialogues. Yeah, know? it's... it's The scene where Will gets into the tower is so funny because he's, like... He sees the queen. He sees Jake is, like, stuck to the wall or whatever. He immediately goes for another knife he to go stab her. Thing. And Jake's just like, no, wait, stop. And he gets the fucking magneto as well. Um, and then she like, uh, like controls them to fight each other. Um, and, uh, Will is like, Jake, you, you gotta stop her. You know, you, you're the one who knows the stories and how they end. Uh, and then he like. (laughs) So Matt Damon gets fucking stabbed. Yeah, he like lets Jake stab and kill him. Yeah. Or does he? Um. Who knows? So then. The, then the spell happens. The queen is like, I can give you eternal life or whatever. Mm. Um, you find out actually, Alina Keeney realizes her dad is the huntsman. Yeah. You realize that the dad died of like cold exposure and then got like yip, like grabbed by the crows. Yeah. Um, and is now a wolf man as well. Because we needed a wolf. Hell yeah, yeah. we did. <laughs> the wolf is among us. Um, wolf among us. Among us. Um, speaking of the traders, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually what the traders is based off of. Not town of Salem, among us. <laughs> among us. <laughs> they have to do tasks. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, the they basically get this like it's like Jacob being like, "No, I'm not gonna get like overpowered by this like hot lady." Yeah. And, and the lady's like, yeah, cool. Will you instead? You instead. <laughs> and the, the huntsman's like, I've been cooked. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> so does he smash it or is it Cavaldi who smashes it? I think it's the huntsman smashes the mirror. Or is it, does Cavaldi like break The it? huntsman throws the axe. Yeah, of the uh, mirror. And the, a, yeah, and smashes it. Because he's like, my daughter. No, 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 no. The huntsman throws the axe at uh, Jake. Yeah. And it gets like stuck in something. And Jake uses the axe to smash it. Yeah. The mirror gets smashed. The spell's yeah. broken. Um, the huntsman's like, my daughter, you killed yeah. her, my daughters. And Wilhelm's like, that's my wife. And they both fall out of the window. Yeah. 
Um, so you think you think Will's super fucking dead? Yeah. The shot, the tower is like shaken. Mm. It's 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 crumbling. The mirror has shattered. Yeah. And the queen has also shattered. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and there's like one bit left of her that's like her eye. Yeah. That uh that Will takes as he like grabs the the woodsman and like pushes him out the window. Um, you see uh. Uh, Jacob's like I don't know how I'm gonna fucking survive this and he just mm-hmm. eats himself into all her mattresses yeah and I was like yeah <laughs> and then it crumbly crumbles uh-huh. and then you get it that Will's fucking uber sleepy mm-hmm. um, he dead he dead yeah rip uh, and Cavaldi is like I've been saved because I was wearing the boy's magical armor yeah <laughs> which I think it's just like it's just it just shoots. it's fully just armor it's yeah. just armor so it's just, it's like, it just stopped a bullet yeah it just yeah. stopped a bullet and he's like, I remember the storms. Yeah, I've heard this one before. <laughs> <laughs> That's French. Um, you need to give her a true yeah, love's like, kiss. You need to kiss the girl, and it has to be true love's kiss. And, like, and he Will just delays goes, for so yeah, much. Will, goes, like, Will goes to kiss her, and Cavalli's like, but it, you must be sure that it's true love's kiss. And Will's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And he goes to kiss her, and Cavalli's like, because if it's not, then it will be the kiss of death. And he's like, I got it. Yeah. Um, gives her a little... And yeah. Lini Kini wakes up. Yeah. happy they did. And then all the girls wake up. Mm-hmm. Yippee. Yeah. Uh, and then and they're like. Will does not wake up. And they're like, no, Will. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, going to kill Matt Damon. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cav- Cavaldi's like, perhaps another kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Me in every situation. Perhaps <laughs> <laughs> a kiss. Uh, Jacob goes to kiss Will and Will's like, shh. <laughs> that was not, very. Not you. <laughs> Please, not you. <laughs> Because he wants to get Angelica to kiss him, and then she does. And then he is like, fucking like rolls her, and I'm yeah. like, eh, not great, not great. Often. She seems into it. She does seem into it, and then I was like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go back. The town's been saved. Mm-hmm. The There's a little festival in the in the town. Cavaldi <laughs> lives with the town again. Yeah. Or, no, not again. Lives with them now. He's yeah. Just he, in there. He, Cavaldi. The only, we've not mentioned Cavaldi's two Pedro. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why he gets like he gets in uh, like a cut on his head early in the film, and it's revealed he has it's a revealed that he has a toupee on because he keeps lifting it up to show people the cut. I don't know why the mid two thousands was obsessed with toupees. It's very funny. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> I, like it's just it's one of those jokes I don't get. Sure, because it's like. Yes, people wear toupees. Like, as a society, we were mean to bald people. Mm. I don't understand why the gimmick of, like, someone's toupee slipping is, like, one of those comedy beats that has lasted, like, 50 years. Because it's funny. Sure. (laughs) Um, Um, But the movie ends. Yeah, there's a big, like, line dance going on, and the boys are going down to go to it. Yeah. And fucking Angelica comes up to them. Uh, is saying, like, this is your home now, you are always welcome here. Yeah. Gives Will a little kiss. And then also gives Jake a little kiss. And you're just, and even everyone involved is like, hmm. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know how you Obviously, all I'm going to say is, like, Will's probably okay with it. The man seems to be, you know. Well, I mean, he was trying to get Jake to go to bed with him and those two girls. Yeah, earlier, that's what so. I mean. I think Will's just a deviant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it kind of yeah. ends with, like, why don't we become the Brothers Grimm? Yeah, Will's like, I think I have a, a new business in mind that'll use all of these skills that we've learned. And we'd never find out what it is. It's just that they're going to go write the fairy tales. Yeah. Yeah. And then a crow flies past the, the camera. Uh, a little happily ever after it comes up on the screen. Then a crow flies past the camera with a little bit of the, the queen's eye. Ah! And it's like, 
or did it? And then the movie's over. Um, Classic Terry Gilliam thing. Really? Yeah. 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 Fun time. Good movie. Good movie. Good movie. Now, to talk about the other crazy thing that with this movie. The, the other production. <laughs> the production. So, this is a Miramax film. Released Something through Dimension Films. Something fucking... I haven't fully read the production stuff on Wikipedia No, yet. it's it's not Miramax. It's uh, Dimension Films, which is Bob's company rather than Harvey's. Okay. Well, but Harvey is involved in some way. Yeah. So, in the... We're going to read this off Wikipedia, but if yeah. you didn't do research for it, because mm-hmm. Wikipedia actually is good sometimes for research, not in an academic sense, but in a podcast sense it is. It's decent for an academic sense as well, because you can just go look at the sources. sources. So, the film was shot in Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. Gilliam often had feuds with the two brothers, and it caused the release date to be, the movie to be delayed 10 months. Yeah. Which is crazy. Uh, do you know who was originally cast as Will Grimm? Jonathan Depp. Johnny Depp. But uh, Bob Weinstein didn't think he was famous enough for the role yet. Uh, and then halfway through production, Pirates of the Caribbean came out. Yeah. So, some months stuff about this movie. So Damon wanted to work with Gillian for years. Yeah. He'd grown up watching The Time Bandits. Love which that movie. Yeah. Scares me. Gillian wanted Matt Damon to wear a prosthetic nose. Yeah. But the Weinstein said it would distract audiences from Damon's star-studded good looks. Mm-hmm. Late, uh, Damon later raised that it would have been the most expensive nose job ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say, Matt's wig, not wigging. Like, it doesn't look like a wig, I didn't think. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It does seem that the Weinsteins were very fucking gross about yeah. who played Angelica. Uh-huh. Uh, they said something to the effect of the original actress wasn't fuckable enough. Yeah. Which is horrible. And then they replaced her with Lena Headey. Which, like, not, like, she's gorgeous, but yeah. like, what the fuck? Disgusting. Disputes between Terry Gilliam, Bob Weinstein, and Harvey yeah, Weinstein. Let's, let's get into go. this section. Have you read this yet? Yeah, I've read this. Do you want me to read or do you want to read it? Gilliam, uh... Yeah, so Gilliam often dis- disputed with executive producers Bob and Harvey Weinstein during production. They fired cinematographer and regular Gilliam collaborator Nicola Pecorini after six weeks, who was then replaced by Newton Thomas Siegel. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um... But a Gilliam quote, I'm used to writing roughshod over studio executives, Gilliam explained, but the Weinsteins wrote roughshod over me. He got so upset that filming was shut down for nearly two weeks. Matt Damon reflected on the situation. I've never been in a situation like that. Terry was spitting rage at the system, at the Weinsteins. You can't try and impose big compromises on a visionary director like him. If you try to force him to do what you want creatively, he'll go nuclear. So it eventually settled... Uh, filming was scheduled to end in October, but there were assorted other issues during filming, and so it didn't end until the end of November. Uh, due to the tensions between filmmaker and producers during production, Gilliam said in retrospect, It's not the film they wanted, and it's not quite the film I wanted. It's the film that's a result of two groups of people who aren't working well together. With regards to the wine scenes also producing Martin Scorsese's film Gangs of New York, Gilliam stated, Marty, ha- Marty said almost the exact same quote I said without us knowing it. They took the joy out of filmmaking. I'm not seeing Gangs of New York, but supposedly, either. supposedly Gangs of New York, like, should have been a massive movie for Marty. And I don't think it, like, I don't think he particularly likes it. Yeah. 
It's either, like, it's one of those, like, I think he was like, it should have been the biggest movie of that year and it's just kind of okay. Mm-hmm. It does, like, do you want something? I'm, I, I, I'm going to do some research because we are, behind the scenes for you, we are going to, we're recording this a little bit in advance of when it comes out because I'm going yeah. away. I'm interested to see when Damon and the Harv- the Weinsteins, and Ben and the Weinsteins as well, oh. when that relationship stops because why I don't think Weinstein is as powerful in the mid twenties like the mid two thousands as he is in the mid nineties. No, absolutely yeah. not. And like obviously now we know about how fucking awful a person Harvey Weinstein is. Yeah. But it does feel like their kind of power was starting to slip. And I wonder is it just because people were like, I'm not fucking working with them anymore. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but- let me let me see what the last fucking Miramax because I think Miramax did uh, a bunch of the like they did distri- distribution even for a bunch of the Ghibli movies. Because when I watched this at home, I, I watched know, and I, so. I watched I like bought this movie on Apple TV. Mm. It said Miramax at the f- front of it, so I wouldn't be. Uh, I did not say that at the front of the one I watched. And you it said watched Dimension it? Films. It said both. Oh, okay. I must have just missed the Miramax. Yeah, like it said Miramax in front of a lot of the movies we do. So like the the Miramaxing. Miramax is still really heavily involved in Max mm. projects. I just, I'm interested to see when that relationship stops. You know, uh, I actually think this might be. You the, think this is the last? You I think, think it, it might be. I am also. I do. I am happy that Matt backed the director, not the Weinstein's yeah. in this, because I like, can't find any more Miramax movies on this list. Yeah. Oh, that's a, a Cohen. Adjustment Bureau. No, no, I, I see because Miramax. Yeah, I think I think Miramax are, are done. Miramax do does like Miramax are weird because they were like the biggest movie studio, not the biggest movie studio, mm. but they were like one of the most famous movie studios. I feel like at the end of the nineties, yeah. And then like I don't know, I don't know the big a big movie they did in the mid two thousands or the early twenty tens. Maybe I'm just not aware of it, but like maybe there just wasn't any. So. They just become the Weinstein Company later on. But... Yes, let me get a list of Miramax movies for the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is 2005, so I'm going to skip to there. Yeah. I was going to do the Gangs of New York 2002, but that's like... This isn't coming up here. See, they. I wonder if it's because it's not Miramax. Mm. It's a weird thing of like they gave the money, but they actually, you know... I don't think there's any... Uh, Damon's in here. Uh, they did do There Will Be Blood in 2007... Game Silent Bob reboot in 2019. For fuck's sake. But 2019, wasn't Miramax gone by then? Oh, they did all of the Halloween reboot movies. Okay, Miramax. Interesting. Um, and they did the holdovers. See, Miramax, I think so Miramax is still a thing. I think it's like not... Yeah. I think I think Miramax... They did the beekeeper. <laughs> I think Mir, I think the hot Weinsteins leave Miramax and they set up the Weinstein Company. Sure. Because I know like the Weinstein Company... That was involved with, like, the hobbiting, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of this movie, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the box office. Oh, this, I would imagine, did quite poorly. What was the budget of it? I mean, this looks expensive, this movie. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. And with, like, a troubled production like that, that's only going to kind of inflate the budget more. Yeah, especially if it got shut down. Yeah. So, the domestic in America was, mm-hmm. do you want to guess it quickly? Uh, 75 million. So the domestic in America? Sure. Um, 
The budget was between 80 and 88 million. Oh, okay. Then like 50 million. It made 37 million in America. Duh. <laughs> this movie bomb.com yeah. did so bad now it is I will say I think the the humour is so English I wouldn't be surprised if it did okay in England sure also there's a very interesting um, fact about this movie uh huh so it opened August 26th that weekend August 26th September 1st 2005 mm-hmm. Katrina oh no <laughs> damn where do you think it opened in the box office? Like number fucking like 15 or something? Open number 2 to 19 million. Oh, okay, sure. So it made like almost half. I say that once people saw it, didn't like it, and then just... No, it made more than half. Yeah, it made more than half of its op- like yeah. opening the weekend, which is sure. like... I also feel like this is not a movie you release in August. Yeah. You know? This is a Halloween movie. It's a Halloween movie. Yeah. Or it's like an April March comedy movie sure. like it's not it's not an it's not a blockbuster mm. um number one's a comedy in its second week okay um Steve Carell's in it uh any anything more um it's probably one of his most famous characters outside of the office is it uh Bruce Almighty? I don't... That's Jimmy... Jimmy... Jim Carrey, isn't it? No, Jim Carrey is... No, it's Evan Almighty. Bruce Almighty is the Jim Carrey one. Evan Almighty is the Steve Carell one. It's I not think. that. Okay. One of his most favorite character... Famous characters, even. There's a famous See, waxing scene in this. A waxing scene? A waxing scene. What the fuck are you talking about? Do you want me to tell you the this... move? Give me... Uh, give me any other actors in it. There's some other cast members of um, Anchorman in it. Okay. Paul Rudd's in it, I'm pretty sure. Uh, fuck movies of Steve Carell. I don't know Steve Carell's filmography at all. Do I tell you? Yeah. The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Rudd's to uh, Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a famous movie. Sure. The Banks. Yeah. Um, the second movie, the third movie, number three this mm-hmm. week, um, Killian Murphy and Rachel McAdams are in it. Is it one of the 28 Days Laters? No. No. It's a movie that that, uh, has gotten really popular in it because Killian Murphy's playing a freak and everyone's real hot for Killian Murphy at the moment. How much of a freak is he playing? Oh, like he kidnaps a woman on a plane. Not a fucking clue. Red Eye. Sure. Uh, Four Brothers is number four in the box office. Damn, Four Brothers? Four Brothers is number four. Four Brothers, but that's got twice as many brothers as this movie had. How is it half as good as this? Uh, number five is a m- movie that, um, is this what I think it is? It is, um, two guys who helped ruin the comedy genre. One of their, their big movies they did together, just being a couple of bros sleeping with women. What the fuck? Going to tell you? <laughs> yeah. Wedding Crashers. It's, um, Oh, is that, uh, oh, fucking Owen Wilson yeah. and Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Two guys who kind of think... Loki helped ruin the studio comedy. Maybe, maybe they, they they Matthew. You know how I've said Matthew McConaughey kind of ruined the rom com in the mid two thousands. Sure, I think they do that with the, like the studio comedy because they just did so many fucking terrible ones. Nice. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> someday I, I wish to have that power. Do you remember the one they did where they were just Google interns? Yeah, the internship. I watched that movie. Did you like it? I did when I was like twelve. That movie came out when we were sixteen. 
<laughs> I liked it when I was 16. Let me see if it did, because I remember... Because if not, I'm underestimating how, re- like, time passing. 2013, so we would have been 14. We would have been 14. Yeah. Okay. So it's actually bang in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, other movies that are in the box office, March of the Penguins. Oh, hell yeah. The Skeleton Key. Valiant. The Dukes of Hazards. Wait, Valiant. Is that the movie about the birds? Yeah, it is. Yeah, the World War Two birds. <laughs> Two thousand five. It's a fucking strange box office. Sure. Um, uh, Sky High, Charlie and the Chocolate oh, Factory. Oh, bangers! The Constant Gardener, Undercovered, Fan- Fantastic Four, Batman Begins. Fantastic Four. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, do actually this movie summer? I remember Madagascar, Mister Mister Mister. Oh, I remember going to see Madagascar. Herbie Fully Loaded. Fuck yeah. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yo, I remember seeing that as well. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I mean. Like, this is such a weird... This is a weird week to open a movie, I feel. Sure. Well, not besides a Katrina of it all. Like, you know? <laughs> the Weinsteins couldn't see that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't... It feels like... The, it, it, it low-key feels like they just threw this movie out to die. Uh, yeah, they probably yeah. did. Yeah. Um, Speaking of movies being thrown out to die... Yeah. We've got to rank them. <laughs> it's your first time listening to the podcast. At the end of every episode, we like to rank the movies we've watched. Um, we used to do them off of memory, and then we changed it a while ago because we just got... We just simply couldn't anymore. Sean has decided over the summer, um, which is so far from now, actually, when I think about it. Like, it's four months away, so you can do it sooner if you want. Uh, sure. Sean's going to reorganize his list. but um, I'm going to go and I'm going to watch them all again. I don't think you should do that. I'm going to do that. You're going to have to watch 50 movies. Yeah. Sean. It's your free yeah. time. Yeah. You're going to be so busy. I'll use it how I want. I know. When are you going to start watching all the Dragon Balls? Once I'm finished, girls. Okay, so you have like eight weeks? Something like that, yeah. yeah. As always, the first live movie on the ranking. which Maybe may not be- for long. Yeah, bizarre. Very bizarre than that. That's we're gonna have to do something special for that. Yeah, is the good, the good old, old boys. boys the movie which apparently now does exist? I would love to know why that movie got put up online. Yeah, me too. Because like, for those who haven't listened to the, the the little two minute episode we did about the good old boys, it wasn't that like oh we couldn't find it on a streaming service. We couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, I found a torrent of it that only like downloaded to 90%. Yeah. And so we got like the first three minutes of the movie, but we just couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. So that's number 33, The Good Old Boys. Do you want to get this week? Because I always go first. Uh, Number 33, The Good Old... Number 33? Yeah. Ah. Uh, number 32, All the Pretty Horses. Jane, Silent Bob, Strike Back. Number 31, Rising Sun. Tiny. Number 30, the Legend of Bagger Vance. The Legend of Bagger Vance. Number uh, 29, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Number 29, Field of Dreams. Number 28, Field of Dreams. Rising Sun. Number 27, Geronimo, an American legend. All the pre-horses. Uh, number 26, School Ties. Our worst sequel so far, Ocean's 12. <laughs> uh, number 25, yeah. Finding Forrester. Number 25, Scotty Doesn't Know. Number 24, Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. Number 24 for me is Jerry. Number 23, Euro Trip. Number 23 for me is Chasing Amy. Number 22, The Rainmaker. Number 22, Stuck On You. Number 21, The Majestic. Number 21, Geronimo. 
Number 20, Chasing Amy. Number 20, Grounders. Number 19, Ocean's 12. Number 19, The Majestic. Number 18, Mystic Pizza. Number 18, Jersey Girl. Number 17, Titan AE. Number 17, The Brothers Grimm. Number 16, The Born Identity. Number 16, School Ties. Number 15, Stuck on You. Number 15, Finding Forrester. Number 14, Courage Under Fire. Number 14, Spirit <laughs> Stallion of the Cimarron. Number oh, 13. I love, Sean, I love your rankings. Number they're 13. So, they're so fucking busted. Sean, I gotta say, your rankings are so fucking busted. <laughs> Number 13, Goodwill Hunting. Number 13, Glory Days. Number 12, The Talented Mr. Ripley. Number 12, Mystic Pizza. Number 11, the third wheel. Number 11, uh, Dogma. Number 10, The Born Supremacy. Number 10, Courage Under Fire. Number 9, The Brothers Grimm. <laughs> I actually, I know that your rankings. Yeah. The fact that you've put Ripley, Good William Hunting, All the Borns, that this is above it. Yes. I understand it's you, you're such a comedy guy. I enjoyed it, watching this far more than I enjoyed watching Mr. Ripley. Yeah, that's because... You had to stop watching the movie because it gave you a headache. I, I didn't give me a headache. It made me, my brain fucking melt. I was sleepy. Uh, I very much enjoyed this film. I thought this was great. I, I think, like, it's a movie that I understand what it's trying to do. And mm-hmm. I think it does it very well. I can understand why people fucking Oh, yeah, me too. It. I can absolutely understand yeah, why people and I, I kind this. of, like... It did kind of get on my nerves at points. Sure. Like, I was a bit kind of like, I get it now. Sure. Fucking calm down. So I think if I saw it in a cinema, I would not like it. Yeah. I think I would have been overwhelmed. It's a movie that's great to watch on home video. Yeah. Because you can, um, like, pause it and, like, right, and take a walk around. (laughs) I just turned the lights on because it's getting dark here. Yeah. Uh, That was our number nine. Number Number eight? Number eight is Rounders. Number eight is Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Number seven is Ocean's Eleven. Number seven is The Rainmaker. Number six is Dogma. Number six is The Born Identity. Number five is Jersey Girl. Number five is Good William Hunting. Number four is Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Number four is The Ocean's Eleven. Number three is Jerry. Number three is The Born Supremacy. Number two is Glory Days, best movie ever made. Disagreed. Number two is The Talented Mr. Ripley. Number one. Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. It's interesting, Confessions of the Dangerous Mind is probably our joint highest ranked. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, Saving Private Ryan. That too, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, I feel like, doesn't count because I feel like Saving Private Ryan is on a, like, a different scale. Yeah, it's just impossible to not have that there because it is just the best movie out of all of these. Yeah, it is objectively. Yeah. We, it's one we, we objectively have been like, we enjoyed this movie so much. Yeah. And also... um. It's just such a well-made movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Sean and I have been talking about this. We a Spoiler, it probably will be the Christmas special for this year. We are going to do a ranking of, like, the official Signwaves Matt Damon ranking at the end of the year. Yes, we are. I, I think I we are going to have so many... Arguments? Yeah. I still think we should call in all of our guests. I, yeah. I think we should get them to do their own list. And then you start... Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just think we have... The lists are so different for mm. both of us. But I feel like we're both willing to make compromises to a point. Yeah. You know? Like, if you try to put, say, like, Goodwill Hunting in the 40s, I will, like, get annoyed at you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, I don't know. We got a lot of bangers coming up. Like next week. Hey, but do we have any emails? No, no, we don't. No, we Boardman, don't. Oregon, you gotta fucking get it together. <laughs> Send us some emails. What do you mean? Thank you. We have noticed January's been a strangely incredible uh, month. January's been our best month yet. Bizarre. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, and start fucking emailing. Please. Yeah. Where, where can they email us? And they can email us at sinewavepod at gmail.com. That's sinewavepod at gmail.com. And we'll read it out. We've done it before. We and we will it do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can contact us on uh, Twitter at sinewavepod and on Instagram at the same thing. Uh, we're on TikTok at sinewavepod36. Yeah. I'll get back to making TikToks. They are exhausting to do. Yeah. Um, I do have some goofs and gaffs planned for this movie. Hell yeah. Um... Uh, Matt Damon trivia fact I kind of said it during the course of the episode I found another crazy one now uh-huh. which is uh, Terry Gilliam wanting him to have a prosthetic like a prosthetic nose yeah that's, that's great that's mad also the fact that his spine was getting crushed yeah crazy ass <laughs> crazy but next week movie is another movie that we've been like I don't know we were dreading it but I actually think it's going to be a banger I think it's going to be good I think it's going to be good mm-hmm. it's a 2005 film called Syriana yeah. which I think is meant to be Incredibly confusing. Okay, sure. Um, Byline. Everything is connected. The Middle Eastern oil industry is the backdrop for this tense drama, which weaves together numerous storylines. Benny Holiday is an American lawyer of charge of facilitating a dubious merger of oil companies, with Brian Woodman, as Switzerland-based energy analyst, experiences both personal tragedies and opportunity during a visit with Arabian royalty. Meanwhile... Uh, veteran CIA agent Bob Barnes uncovers an assassination plot with unsettling origins. Hell yeah. Starring. Starring Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Chris Cooper. Who's he? <laughs> Google what other movie of Matt Damon's he's been in. That's very funny. Oh, it's this guy. It's, yeah. It's fucking Coughlin. It's Coughlin from the board. <laughs> Uh, Amanda Presh, William Hurt, Christopher Plummer. Uh, hey, William Hurt? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it's got like kicking the table by mistake. Yeah. Tim Blake Nelson? Tim Blake Nelson. That's a, Tim Blake Nelson is one of those dudes where whenever he shows up, you're like, oh, that's going to be a fucked up guy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's a dude from the Watchmen TV show. Oh, he's also uh, he's also one of the Coen's like favorite men. Yeah, yeah. He was in, um, he and George Clooney did Brother Rare Dow together. Nice. Um... Yeah. Oh, I was not thinking of William Hurt. I was thinking of John Hurt. William Hurt's also a bang. William Hurt is also a good actor. Yeah. This movie's directed by Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham has a fucked, has made four movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Syriana, Gold, which is a, like a Matthew McConaughey movie. It's not meant to be very good. Uh, some movie called Abandon, which I've never heard of. That's like, exists. Katie Holmes is in it. It's meant to be kind of mid. And Doolittle. Robert Downey Jr. Hell yeah. The movie uh, that... You know what the last movie uh, William Hurt recorded before he died was? Um, no. Black Widow. That's sad. Yeah. That makes me sad. That wasn't his last release. There was another one that was filmed in 2014 that released after it mm-hmm. that he was in. Um, yeah, William Hurt's one, it's just one of those, like, did a lot of cool sci-fi movies back in the day. Yeah. So I thought I, so I thought I, Nicholas Holt was in this movie for a half second and I was like, Nanny? Um, but yeah we'll see you guys for that in the next episode yeah um, hope you've enjoyed another yeah, episode of like this. comment subscribe 
Yeah. Rate us wherever you can. We're nearly halfway through Matt Damon. Uh, is this it is Ocean's another... 13 that marks the halfway point? Another movie that we were like, when we started doing the podcast, we were like, Brothers Grimm is going to be a big movie. Yeah. Very weird we finally watched it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. This is the one with the hair. <gasps> okay, we are now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks away. I'm going to be starting Dragon Ball the same week as we watch Ponyo. Not if you keep missing girls. I'll do two episodes of Girls at some point too. A line. I'll, no, I'll do two episodes of Girls at some point so that instead of lining up with Ponyo, it's it lines up with Shea Part 2. <laughs> uh, oh, I see on the movie after. We're about to hit some good... Uh, we have another very good movie coming up soon. Yeah, The, the Departed. The, Depa- the fact you've never seen The Departed. Yeah. Right. All right. Plays out, Sean. I don't know what music I'm going to... I'll put some like... I know so a like song German you... polka folk music. I know a song you should play. What? Ah, this fucking movie. Did it take you out? My brain simply melted. Really? Yeah, like, I was watching this um, last night, and it got, I got up to maybe two-thirds of the way through, and I just... Couldn't? Could not stay awake any longer. I was like, this is too much right now. So I, I rewatched the whole thing this morning. The whole, I was about to say, because yeah. I feel like taking a break in the middle, it's like, that would be an odd experience. I did have to pause a good few times just to, like, yeah. give myself... Like a little walking around break. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, I have I have things to say about this movie. I've, Interesting. I have strong opinions. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 